Garbage Film. This is the show that seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common and you don't need to enjoy just one or the other. So we will take this week's movie and pair it with something artier or trashier and hope that you discover an unexpected new favorite or at the very least are entertained. I am one of your hosts, Nick, and with me is the mumbo to my cha-cha. Aaron is here. Hi, Aaron. Hi. <laughs> I'm the fun one. You are the fun one. I don't know what a cha-cha is. It's, uh, it's... Uh, according to West Side Story, it's about 15 seconds long, and it's very cute. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll accept that for you. Which is a perfect lead to talk about how this is the final episode of our Merry Musicals of May Ta-da! series. Yes, <laughs> it feels like the... Was there another musical that came out this year? Probably not. I don't... I can't think of one, but... Yeah, I'm sure there was at some point, but uh, yeah, this, this is... This is Brought us through the years to mm. the present day. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Which I uh, I was taken for a moment because you said this year. This movie actually released last year. Oh, shit, did it? Yep. Okay. Uh, be. That's just me being a pedant about it. <laughs> and get used to that because there'll be more pedantic energy coming right at you. Hot pedantic energy. <laughs> Putting the edu in edutainment. <laughs> Uh, so let's dive into it then. As you may have guessed from how I was just talking, we are talking about the new West Side Story. This is my first time in New York City. I want to be happy here. I want to make a life at home. Are you ready? Tonight is about family. The first gringo boy who smiles at you. I never seen you before. I'm not Puerto Rican. Is that okay? So this movie's from last year, that 2021. Uh, we got it directed by Mr. Steven Spielbergo himself. The real one. Yes, which I realize could... That's just a Simpsons joke. I realize yeah. it's just on the tip of my tongue. Just to be clear. Just to be clear. Uh, <laughs> it's we... hard to say his name normally for you. Yeah. I know this. <laughs> That's Steven Spielberg, Enunciate. Enunciate. Uh, screenplay is by Tony Kushner. And pedantic energy count number two. This is a uh, an adaptation of the 1957 musical. Not a remake, because this is right. much more in common with the stage musical than the original movie. Yes, which I did not know. Yeah, me neither, until after watching it being like, well, those things were weird. And then I'm like, oh, that's uh, actually how it's written. Gotcha. Yeah. Which that musical was written by Jerome Robbins, uh, Arthur Lawrence, and the music and lyrics by Leonard Bernstein and Stephen Sondheim. And I will talk lots about Bernstein. Bernstein? This one's Bernstein. Bernstein later. Sure. So there's Elmer Bernstein. And Leonard Bernstein. I thought it was the other way around. Oh, God, I've been doing it, it wrong. <laughs> God damn it. You may know that West Side Story is also based on Romeo and Juliet, a thing I didn't know the first time I saw it. I love that for you where you're getting through it like, oh, things things don't look good. Okay, well, I'm sure they'll like pull it out in the end. Oh, no. And getting to like the mid like the rumble and being like, this is strangely familiar. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. This seems too violent for a musical. I don't know. I couldn't put up the emotional walls required for the ending of this movie. Just devastating me emotionally. Yeah, like, oh, they both die. Oh, cool. (laughs) I guess they don't both die in this one. In this one, yeah. Which is a nice little change. Mm -hmm. Um, Or is it? Dun, dun, dun. And speaking of people who died, 
We've got, because uh, most of them died in here. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> starring Rachel Ziegler, Ansel Elgort, Rita Moreno, Ariana DeBose, David Alvarez, Mike Feist, and of course starring Leonard Bernstein's music. Absolutely. And, uh, choreography by Jack Peck. I just wanted okay. to mention that because there's a lot of choreography. Yeah, there sure is. <laughs> There's just a lot of choreography in there. <laughs> Crammed it all in. Yep. People moving all over the place, throwing paint cans at each other. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah, there's a real salt. One of my first, like, ooh moments yeah. is when someone gets beamed in the fucking head with a with a full paint can. Yeah, those are heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad idea. Uh, so we're going to talk about the, the, the new version. The old version, I know we both know real super duper well, so. Yes. That'll bleed in, but uh, yeah. Bringing the new energy to this one. Yes. Capping us off with mm-hmm. a recent one. Uh, so before we like dive right into it, just want to talk about the prologue. Uh, you mentioned, and I didn't know this, the whistling off the top the pro- of the prologue. Yeah. This isn't in the original musical, just fun fact. Uh, it just starts with the jet singing. And dancing. Um, but the whistle is imitating a shofar, which mm-hmm. I did not know. It's the, like when a shofar is like being really reefed on and cracks at the top, right? That's what it is. Yeah. That yeah. like... I don't know. There's there's various like horn calls in various older cultures, and ram's horn being one of them. It does have that sort of that crack at the end where it just like rips up yeah. by accident, and that's that's what that's meant to be. And shofar is a traditionally Jewish instrument, is that right? Yes, yes. ram's horn. Yes, yes. So I thought that was you pointed that out, and I was like, oh, I wonder if she knows that the original draft of West Side Story is about an Irish Catholic gang and a Jewish gang. Sure didn't. Yeah, that's what it was originally oh, written shut to up, be. Oh, really? Uh, okay. But okay. there was another show at the time that had that exact plot so they're like okay we gotta change oh, it <laughs> what was the show at the time oh i should have written it down i i never <laughs> no one, heard of it. nothing anyone yeah. knows okay all right um but That's it was funny. it was very famous at that time but like there were many Jewish people associated with the creation of the original stage musical. Totally, so they, yeah. that's why it started there. Uh, okay. They're like, okay. okay, well, what else What else racial intolerance we got? What else? <laughs> Let's look at it. Pick a set, really, at the time. Yeah, yeah. because it was originally called East Side Story. Oh. Which seems like a dumb like a dumb joke written for a second. I'm like, East Side Story, it's not snappy, it's not good. What do we got? <laughs> West Side what? Story. You're a genius. <laughs> Give that man a corner office. Mm. And it's always a man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! So I just wanted to mention that off the top because that's that up. great. No, I like that a lot. I didn't know that, and it's it's funny that that made its way into the movie version as yeah. a result. A, a little nod, do we think? A little wink? Yeah, I think so because like nice. the original Jewish gang was named the Emeralds, which is mentioned in the uh, screenplay yes, like once or twice as another gang in town. As the, one of the gangs that they fucking crush. Yeah. Oh bummer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yo. Nod. Because <laughs> they started writing this musical like in the fifth in early fifties. Okay. So, sure, sure. Or, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, okay. yeah. Canonically crushed emeralds. <laughs> Were the Irish gang fighting with them because they wanted the name the emeralds? Because that feels like a, a real gimme. Like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> the one green one. Yeah. In the- <laughs> Come on! Yeah. Didn't know that. So anyway, let's talk about what actually happens. Uh, it's 57 of the 19s. The Jets are... <laughs> a normal way to say the date. Thank you. Thank you so much. 1957, the Jets are a gang of white youths who fight the Puerto Rican sharks for control of, it's not even a neighborhood, it's San Juan Hill on Manhattan's Upper East Side, so it's like a sub-neighborhood right. of a sub-neighborhood of a sub-neighborhood. <laughs> yes, I know New Yorkers are very territorial yeah. about their, like, well, I'm from this neighborhood. And this like, is their it's... story. Yeah. <laughs> 
but only on the west side. <laughs> so I know that that must mean something mm. specific and very like, well, you know, well, you know, the cop says like you all grew up here and you just sort of stayed. Yeah. Like there's this is all they have is this one strip of town. Yeah, which I doesn't mean anything to me. It's just a, a place. Sure. Which is fair enough. I feel like helps the metaphor almost kind of, or not the yeah. metaphor, just to hit the cop saying like, you know, this is nothing, right? Like yeah. nobody cares about You're this. You're fighting over garbage. Uh, but they try to keep the peace, uh, telling that their conflict is pointless because it is. Uh, as the neighborhood is being demolished to make way for the Lincoln Center, which was famously opened by Leonard Bernstein. Famously. <laughs> I hope I get to talk about how he got to do that, but like... Yeah, yeah. Is but, that is that what it is in the in the original as well? No, I don't think so. I don't think any. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> probably avoiding culpability. <laughs> that's really great. I enjoy that. Okay. Uh, so that's a little. If you didn't know why there's that long pause on the Lincoln Center, it's because yeah. they're being like, "Hey, we know who hey. opened this thing." So you know, yeah. <laughs> Uh, gangs don't care, though. They're real proud. Um, the jet leader Riff, Mike Feist, is so great in this. His accent he's is hilarious. so good. I love it. He just, he's a little Rizzo the Rat to me. He is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live action Rizzo. I really feel like dudes should look weirder. Like, everyone should look weirder. Again, mm-hmm. we used to have, like, you know, Elliot Gould and Peter Falk and, like, just yeah. awful-looking dudes who look like they have never slept in their lives. I feel Bring like back. the one thing they all have in common is their spines are weird. Like, <laughs> They're all doing something hunchy and yeah. just like, yeah. Their shoulders are above their ears at all times. Yeah. yeah. So he proposes a fight or rumble in the parlance uh, between the two gangs. There's um, a ton of fucking slang in this. It's very funny, but they do yeah. sell it, I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah. It's hard to... It starts out feeling really like, <laughs> they said buggin' instead of... It's the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it works, but. yeah. Yeah. Um, that's when we meet Tony, who Riff wants to uh, to help out because I to like bring the, him to the rumble. Riff even admits, like, "Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. I'm too emotional. I need you to like come and hold my hand and make sure I don't do anything crazy." Yeah. <laughs> hey, I need to not kill a guy and go to jail. Can you come supervise? Can you chaperone this fight? <laughs> you, the guy who nearly killed a guy, can mm-hmm. you come chaperone? Yeah, it's a uh, real blind leading the blind situation here. Like, you know, he just got out of jail for attempted murder. Working with what you got. Okay. Which that's uh, that's one of those things that's in the original stage version that doesn't make it into the original musical, which I really like because I know mm. my main complaint of this one and the previous one is that like, oh, Tony isn't like a real person; he's a fake hologram <laughs> being used to simulate a human presence. Like, there's no organic anything about them. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just a little bit of like, okay, I can oh, see. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. That you have anything going on. <laughs> yeah, this feels a lot less like a person from the stage and more a person. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but Tony, he almost killed somebody, went to jail. He doesn't want to. He lives in Valentina's shop's basement, and he likes it. Um, <laughs> I'll talk a lot about the music at the end. I feel like for being a musical month, I haven't talked about music at all for the most part. <laughs> you've been you've been restrained. Yeah, but not this time. Oh, baby, it's all coming. Letting it go. So I'll just mention that we do the Jet song and something's coming uh, in here, which I always forget about something's coming. It's just this short I like little, it a lot. Yeah. It's very cute. I like uh, Rita Moreno is so goddamn great in this. She's so good. I love her. Yeah. And I'm really glad they got like she got to be executive producer. Yeah. And, like you know they made her very involved. I'm glad. Very she meaty part. Said yes. Yeah. 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 Great. Totally. I didn't really like. I didn't remember well enough that she's supposed to be like. There's a shot of you know her and her 
passed away husband. Yeah. And that's Doc from the original movie yeah. who ran the like the drugstore. That didn't twig for me. I was just like, no, kindly neighborhood shopkeeper. Like Doc in the original. Like <laughs> not quite there. No, we we really went out of our way to be like, no, she counts as the safe place because Yes, exactly. Under yeah. one roof. Yep. Meanwhile, we meet Maria, the shark leader, Bernardo's sister. She It's implied that her and Chino are, like, literally betrothed, not just figuratively getting to know oh, each other. Oh, okay. Was news to me. But they're just, Chino's there, and they're gonna they're all going to go to a local dance. Sure, okay. And hang out. Um, was this like you were not allowed to go to the, in the 50s, like, to the dance with a boy unless you were like, and we are going to have five babies, and honestly, we will be married one fortnight hence? I... Probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would not be that surprised. Like very heavily Catholic culture and like Yeah. Yeah. Like you got two different cultures that are just so fiercely like it's all about family. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming at each other like, No my family. No my family. Okay, guys. <laughs> this is Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the musical version of Fast and the Furious. But with no cars. The it's West and stretch. the Furious. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's fast, but they are furious. They're everybody's so mad. <laughs> but uh the dance is great. That's their the jet song has like a dance number to it a little bit. There's some like yeah. cute choreography and very. I love the editing and this is very like adorable. Um, <laughs> I really like the choreography. I know some of it is taken from the original, the mm. Robbins choreography, but like the just the little twitchy ways that like if mm. you see a gang of like not a literal gang but a group of like teenage boys, they're always doing these like twitchy jerky motions like ah look at me like i have too much energy to contain but i'm also like so fearful of drawing attention to myself yeah. so it's always like you know instantly retracted i i love the the like initial choreography for this mm. this movie them walking down the street trying to like yeah fight you know but not look like they're like you know they're too cool for it they don't yeah. want to seem like they're not cool they have all this aggressive energy that has no outlet so they're just mm. got these little spurts yeah. yeah, I really like it. it I know I we watched it again um, recently, and yeah, I noticed it both times, and I was like, yeah, mm. it still holds up. Nice. Speaking of choreography, we get a lot of it in the dance. <laughs> There's so many goddamn songs in here. You got the like the really raunchy jazz number. Yeah. <laughs> you got the the cute little um, yeah. like they're doing the 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 windmilling um, pairs of people that drag it. Oh yeah. Is that a cha cha? I don't no, know. The cha-cha is Types. when Maria and Tony meet. and Oh, sure, 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 sure. That's okay. the little cha-cha. Okay, cute. Yeah. But <laughs> when I said it was about 15 seconds long, that's... Yep. Literally just that. Okay. Yeah, and this yeah. is a tight school dance band yeah. situation they have going on. Like, <laughs> this real is where, professional. Yeah, like, working professionals back then, you... Yeah. This is probably... Actually, that's true. Yeah, you could make a reasonable living doing, like, live doing music. school dances, yeah. <laughs> wild time. It's kind of ins insinuated that, like... Well, not even really insinuated, just, like, there... It's a... It's, like, an after-school program to, like, mm. keep teens off the streets, like, bring them to yeah. the gym so they're not out, like, causing trouble. <laughs> There's a school resource officer there, you know? Yeah. That kind of thing. Like, True. are there many of those going on? This band is just the go-to for... <laughs> they seem to know all the music really They well, do. So. <laughs> and all the kids know the dances, which makes me feel like this is not the first time. Well, this was... I know this was, like, dance hall culture back then, is everybody knows oh, all true, the dances, true, and true. you have to... Yeah. You would have to know the dances because everybody gets, like, a six-by-two-feet area to dance, and yeah. so it has to be, like, established. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which is really weird. Red... Strange time. Yeah. 
uh, I read a lot about dance halls when we were doing our Carnival of Souls episode. Oh, sure, sure. And yeah, yeah. yeah, it is wild how, like, prescribed a lot of that shit is. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, it was the very, like, social language, right? Yeah. And in this language, they are swearing at each other. <laughs> Just F-bombs across the floor. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a whole set piece. This is probably my favorite choreographed thing in the whole thing, which is a very cool. easy thing to say because it's the <laughs> biggest yeah. yeah uh i love that uh, i think it's anita shouts hey mambo at the band and it's like their activation phrase like yeah. they lose control of their bodies and <laughs> just <laughs> the band leader looks so happy yeah. i think like they must know each other eyes just oh, light friends. up friends but the important thing here is that tony shows up and maria goes into hiding away from her terrifying family and they hang out on the bleachers and get to know each other a little bit Aww. Through dance. Through dance. Cha-chaing and such. And Maria makes a move, real aggressive move on tall Tony. Again, very classic, like, teen thing of like, we're gonna smooch now! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just thrust your head forward. No technique on that. (laughs) Hope you don't break any teeth. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, But, of course, this makes everybody angry, so Riff and Bernardo figure out their rumble stuff, and uh, meanwhile, Tony runs through every alley in the West Side, screaming Maria's name. Screaming the word Maria. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you are in Puerto Rico territory. There's going to be a lot of people named that. You're annoying everyone. (laughs) But we got so, yeah, Mambo, Cha-Cha, Maria, and Tonight all happen all over up in here. Yeah, Yeah. just in the introducing them to each other phase. I love the like the the tonight balcony scene mm. bit is so great. I it's love, good, yeah. yeah. It's very memorable. It is. I like I like a lot the you kind of chuckled at this where Tony is going off and singing Maria and the lights suddenly all flood on. Yeah, but it's just like he's run onto like school property and the janitor is just like turning on all the lights to clean. Yeah, but it's very like you know when you're. Like, you have a crush on somebody and suddenly, like, every single moment is, like, so magical. And yeah, like, it's like all... they do a good job of that. It feels like, oh, it's all about me, but... Yes. <laughs> but then the movie bit is just like, actually, it's not about them, see? Yeah. <laughs> it's very... Someone on night shift, like, yeah. calm down. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's singing to the janitor, he's like, that's nice. <laughs> okay, kiddo. Please don't hurt me. Glad you're having a good night. Bye-bye. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's, like, I can't help but be, like, Romeo and Juliet act structure in my brain. So, mm, like, sure. tonight's the balcony scene, and then yeah. the end of Act One. Literal balcony. Yep. So we spend some time with Bernita, whoop, Bernardo and Anita. There you go. Bernita. <laughs> that's their celebrity yep. couple time. <laughs> and they argue about New York life compared to Puerto Rican life. And we get America, which is so much fun. Banger song. Super banger song. We get uh, the Jets doing their Officer Krubke bit. Which also very funny. So funny. I, I really so like much. this one compared to the. I promise I won't do this a lot, but <laughs> it's hard not to. It's I hard know. Not I to know. compare. Yeah. I like. I like it a lot. Where they're all like, the kids are fully aware what the cops think of them, what mm. the justice system thinks of them. And they're like, what do you want from me? Yeah. I'm 16. <laughs> I'm bored and hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> I like a lot. Uh, yeah, the, like those two numbers. I keep. I said this about the Mambo stuff. These are probably my favorite choreographed <laughs> things. These two, these two are every single one. But I do agree. Both of these are. I also will try not to compare it to the original movie too much. But these are my preferred versions of them. Both of these. Yeah, I like them a lot. They're both so great. Like they're the highlight, I think, to me. But that's fair. More on that later. Uh, I will mention that Officer Krebke 
it lives in the same spot pretty much as the first movie here, but it is a wildly different placement than the original stage musical, which I oh. will tell you where that happens when we get to it in the plot, because it's weird. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> ah, yeah. Meanwhile, Tony takes Maria on a date to an, uh, the cloisters in Upper Manhattan, which, as someone who's never been to New York, this seems like a made-up place, but I guess it's real. <laughs> I have to assume it's, like, free. It's, like, the, <laughs> the day when students can go for free or whatever. Yes, That's a, a classic date. Wednesday afternoons. Yeah. Bring your date. Learn about Catholicism. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, and we learn about more about Tony's little backstory, that he nearly ki- killed a member of the Egyptian kings, which I kept laughing every time the somebody mentions Egyptian kings. so mad. <laughs> There's a word for an Egyptian king. It's pharaoh. I know that that's not the point, but it's just, it's one of the few times you have a specific word like, to listen to her. Yeah. <laughs> and the pharaohs is a great gang name. Yeah. I don't know. It rules. That um, means it's still free. You can still start oh, that gang. <laughs> oh, that'll go over real good. <laughs> You know what you should do, <laughs> Wicked. Uh, and we get uh, one hand, one heart in the classic Romeo and Juliet implied marriage scene. Yeah. <laughs> and this is one of the two things that uh, this happens so rarely. This wasn't one of the like usually in a musical, everybody records their songs and stuff, and then you play it back, and everybody lips, lip syncs on stage. Sure. That's usually how it goes. This one they actually sung on in the moment. Oh wow! On camera, oh, nice. uh, which is. Very distracting when I read about that before watching the movie, oh. because you can, there is a throat movement associated with vibrato. Oh no, yeah, right, right, right. It does not happen if somebody is lip syncing something. Right. It You can't not do it if you are doing vibrato. That's the like, the... Classic, like if you think of a cartoon opera singer. Oh. Yeah, thank you. For, <laughs> thanks for that. Yep. The the quavery bit that's yeah. vibrato. So like to do that, you have to like make your throat move. Yeah, and you so there's have to pulsate your throat. There's so many close ups wow. of people's throats moving in this song, and I, I it's very romantic and nice, and you get a good energy coming off of singing something live that you don't sure. get otherwise. But it is mm. very distracting when you're. <laughs> you should have saved that till after you. <laughs> yes, I should it. have. So I hope you've watched this already, because otherwise you're just gonna be watching next. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Scoping next on West Side Story. <laughs> That's really funny. Was that the only one they did live? They did one other one. Oh. It was written down in my notes coming up, okay. so I'll mention it when we get there. <laughs> it was. I wrote it down. <laughs> okay. You'll know about it soon. I uh, like that. That seems like a nice one to do live. Yeah, and like that was uh, El Gort also um, asked to sing parts of Maria live um, oh, okay. for the same reason they wanted to have like strong energy and like sure. yeah, hard to just make that up on the spot, which I guess is what acting is, but... <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I I wonder, yeah, uh, do, you, do you do marking? Do you, like, pretend to sing or sing it an octave down or something on, on musicals? And fun term, marking is when you uh, you sing the, the song, but very quietly and kind of, like, in an inside voice to yourself to, mm. like, do the right motions, but not actually hurt your voice. Yes, Because it, yes. it hurts your voice like crazy to sing. Yes, it's not good no. for you. Very bad for you. Um, yeah, so we get our nice little marriage ceremony, and it's very sweet. I it really, I really love the teen energy of like they're both trying to like speak Spanish, but Tony sucks at it, and he's just kind of Tony can't speak Spanish at all. They're giggling at each other, and like it's very cute teen energy to it. Where they're both like, "No, shut up, <laughs> no." I know what it, yes. I know what it means. <laughs> uh, Tony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so imbued with. Romance. Tony comes to Riff to uh, try to make him not kill 
Bernardo. Yeah. <laughs> because they know that Just the... Just did the favor. Yeah. They know that the, um, the rumble's gonna happen, and Riff has, like, got a gun now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Really good little dramatic scene of him getting the gun. I really like that scene of him, uh... Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. From a guy in a bar. Who's that guy in the bar that just sold a gun to a 16-year-old? <laughs> the implied thing there, I think, is like, Riff's dad used to frequent that bar constantly right. is what or it sounds like. Or maybe, like, run weapons mm. or something. Like, yeah, there's a big, like, oh, so you want to step into your old man's shoes? Like, no, yeah. I want to die, actually. <laughs> More I specifically. I would like to die. Please, Please kill, kill me. me. <laughs> yeah. He is a teen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good in those Mike fights. Like, just oh, yeah. hope he's in more stuff. Him and, like, say whatever you will about everybody else on the cast, but him and Ariana DeBose can do no harm. Oh, They're so the best. Yeah. Love them both so much. Oh, God, Whoops. a cat ran on me. <laughs> I'll fight you for saying that. <laughs> and Nick was clawed to death. Oh, no. She should have said, cool, which is the song that just happened. <laughs> yes, I love this redo of, of Cool. Yeah. It makes so much more sense. Like in the original, they sing it after the rumble and they've like suffered casualties. Yeah. And this makes so much more sense of him trying to be like, don't go and do a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, I want to. And they play keep away with a gun, which is no. very safe. <laughs> On a crumbling bridge. Yeah, so this is cool in the original stage play. This is where it is. Sure, okay. Um, it is still modified from that, because the original version of Cool is Riff is trying to, like, run the balance of psyching up, but also keeping the gang, like, literally stay cool. Like, yeah, yeah. You know? Don't take it fuck easy. this up now. Keep that, like, crazy energy underneath, but, like, keep it cool. Yeah, is okay. Very much it. it was also the first thing that Bernstein wrote for the whole musical. Oh. Um, it was, uh, there's a quote from uh, another musician uh, considered, quote, possibly the most complex instrumental music ever heard on Broadway to date, which <laughs> I believe it. Another little teaser. I know this very well from having played it so many times. Yeah, uh, but the DNA of this song specifically is in every other song in this. Yeah, um, this musical. feels like when you're playing it, once you get to cool, it's like, oh, this is the medley. Yeah, because... It's not the mambo, it's, it's this. Pretty much everything... Especially, like, mo- mostly the, the fighting music and stuff is all extrapolated from stuff in here. Sure, yeah. yeah. Which... It's, and it's, like, incredibly hard. Like, every oh, single so instrument plays just the most bonkers shit you have to do all musical. Yeah, like, the, the, um, the, ba- we're, we were both bass players, uh... You could still say we are bass players. You're never not a bass player. What are we? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's in your blood. But for, if you're auditioning in places, like for an orchestra or whatever, they ask, you know, play these things that everybody on the panel will know yeah. to see how good you are at things. And this is one of them. And it's yeah. just because it's so hard to just get through it, period. You have to cross it's so many so strings. Hard. There's so many notes. There's weird rhythms. There's like polyrhythms and like jazz syncopated stuff. But you yeah. also cannot lose any time. You can't fall behind. It's like, so fast. Yeah, yeah it's it's appreciation to the mu- musicians on this because they're also doing it pretty fast like yeah it's i yeah. wish mambo had been faster but this is a very energetic one. <laughs> you like your fast mambo i'm never not gonna die on that hill and you have dudamel conducting this because he got famous for like you might be going into this later no i won't so okay. go ahead yeah go ahead <laughs> um the conductor who did this version of the the soundtrack is famous like one of his clips with the venezuelan national youth orchestra essentially 
was like keeps making the rounds even still now for doing mambo because it's yeah. like you know it's Latin American music it's fun it's also very impressive and hard and, and it's done <laughs> so fast like it is a brisk fucking clip yeah. you know and the, so I was I was expecting something more like that but nay you have to have it at a speed people can actually dance at is the thing yeah well true so just, <laughs> yeah on stage and in musical are different yeah that's true yeah feel free just uh throw open youtube and google dudamel uh mambo and you'll yeah. find the one that is like painfully as a musician listening to it who yeah. has played this it's just like i get sweaty listening yeah. to it like it hurts me <laughs> and those are teenagers yeah so <laughs> teenage energy yeah yeah um yeah. they'll never be able to do it again oh no lives, it's, but god one performance got they got them yeah. take five years off their lives <laughs> Uh, approaching the end of Act 2, um, which is the Rumble, where we get the... I, I forget that this exists, but it's called the Tonight Quintet of all the like cutting between the gangs yeah. and Anita and Maria and Tony all singing. I love it. It's so goddamn great. It's, it's a cool one. It's one of those like perfect musicals things where you can identify each of the tunes that like mm-hmm. you know the Jets have been singing and Maria has been singing and Anita has been... And they they all mesh perfectly together. Yeah, just good. layered up there. And there's times yeah. that... Because the score is so complex, there are times that it's just like, I don't know what everybody's doing. They're right. all doing something, and then it just like coalesces into like just such a good Great, right. resolution. Love yeah. it. So good. Uh, and then we get Rumble, which is a very fun uh, instrumental track. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Uh, we get the Mercutio dies, Romeo kills Tybalt uh, moment. Um, so <laughs> bit of we, the story. We get two corpses. And I know this was like in all the marketing, but the gang's walking into the salt factory. Yeah. Uh, their shadows intertwining. I mm, love that. Yeah. It's so. Mm. It's a good one. It's very like mob with pitchforks feeling, yeah. you know, just shadows all bristling up. Yeah. And like in, through the length of this movie, I fall on both sides of this opinion, but something about how the movie is shot really plays up a lot of the artifice of this is a musical. And this mm. is one of those things that you're like, oh, this is an impossible lighting scenario. Right, yeah, uh, so you're just being like, <laughs> there's just floodlights behind both of you? Yeah, which, in this case, I like a lot. And yeah. some other times in the, I don't like as much. But this this one works for me real good. It's really one of those moments where you're like, someone who has designed stage productions yeah. thought of this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, two people die, gangs run off, act two's over, intermission, uh, or little break. I can't remember how the stage show goes. And then the first thing after intermission, this sometimes was changed. The first thing after intermission is Officer Krupke in the original version, which is so weird. It is a weird. Like, oh, I've got my friend's blood on my hands. I'm going to make funny jokes. Like, Yeah. Yeah, that is is odd. You you could maybe say, like, oh, it's a coping mechanism. And, like, oh, I understand where I'm headed now in life because I murdered a guy. Yeah. I don't know. But, like... Sondheim hated it, Bernstein hated it, but it, there was a, like, we gotta lighten the mood, fellas. No, <laughs> yeah. you don't, actually. <laughs> so it is right and good that they move that one. Yes. Uh, and this is the original situation of I Feel Pretty that is supposed to go there. Yes. Yeah. See, that makes more sense to me because that does have a, like, she, it's like, dramatic irony. She has no exactly. idea. Yeah. And she's singing this, like, I'm so excited to see him later. And, like, that's, that works for me as, yeah. like, a cruel, you know, little jab. <laughs> cruel cosmic jab joke on Maria. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, because I know the first time I watched this, I was kind of like, did we skip I feel? Is, I even had like, is I feel pretty in this? I yeah. can't remember. And then it happens. Yeah. And I know a lot of people didn't like it there. If you're hearing squeaks and honks, our cat is doing something. 
Yes, I know. <laughs> Life's so hard. I wonder if she's Pickham. singing. She wants to be. She uh-huh. feels pretty. She wants to <laughs> have a rumble. Actually, she kind of does. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Uh, what the hell are we talking about? I feel pretty. Yes. Uh, she feels pretty. <laughs> Which it it comes right after she meets Tony in the the original, right? That's so like, right. Yeah, wow, yeah. a boy. Yeah, it goes like I feel pretty almost directly into one hand, one heart. I think sure, something sure, like sure. that. Okay. Uh, which I always it feels weird because it's supposed to be a chorus thing. Like you're supposed to have the chorus in there, but it's just the two of them singing at each other. Oh, yeah. It doesn't work for me in the original at all. This is real good. I like this stuff. Goofing off at work, yeah. making your boss <laughs> sing with you. It's good stuff get a little bit more like here's what maria's life is like too which i appreciate yeah 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 you get a, a little vision into one of the reasons she wants anything but yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't have to do night cleaning shift at a department store yeah like the original movie doesn't capture the the romeo and juliet ishness enough of like here are two incredibly desperate teens yeah where part of it is because they're both like late 20s, early 30s, people are like, I don't buy that. But they don't have that like same desperation that these two have, which is right. just like, oh, our lives are really bad. I need to find meaning. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. A girl smiled at me. My life is set. <laughs> That's what I'm doing now. <laughs> uh, but the point is, she feels pretty. Indeed. I like this this number a lot. It yeah. is cute. And it's got like, you're right, it's, it's less her like removed from... Her community and her so yeah. like you get to see her interacting with like the people she works and lives with. Like, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, and just how on their reaction to her, you can I feel like you get the image that she is really quiet. You like a stern. They're all like, "What's right. going on what? with you? You're singing a song." <laughs> if you could just stop singing for just a moment, <laughs> feels like it belongs here. It does. But then cold hard reality crushes down on Maria when Gino arrives and reveals that Tony killed Bernardo. Uh oh. Uh-uh. Maria is obviously distraught. But uh, meeting Tony later, she refuses to let him turn himself in because she's got the real, like, I can't lose the only two nice things. Yeah. I'm like, well, he already died, so... <laughs> so that's that bridge burnt. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Keep one bridge. And uh, they plot to run away together when we get Valentina singing somewhere, which is such a fantastic change from the right. original. Because yeah. the original is Tony and Maria singing it to each other. Yeah. Um, and this, like, such a great change. Getting oh, Rita like Moreno to sing that, like, yeah. eyes so go, wet girl. with cry. So damp. Yeah. It's a very, like, oh my god, like, I've seen so many cycles of these fucking mm. kids with nothing else in their lives just, like, murder each other. When When is this gonna end? There's a lot more like helplessness in it this yeah. time around than there is hopefulness but there, it's also combined with this really sweet longing of she like obviously they're cutting to pictures of him but like she's thinking about her husband a lot and yeah like, yeah yeah who is white and she is puerto rican and yeah. it's like it there's a like oh no we the it's it's years it's later and again. it's still not yeah. acceptable for us to have been together yeah i'm honestly getting a little misty just talking oh. about it. god <laughs> rita moreno's so good so good so 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 good yeah um yeah so i'll yeah somewhere is is just the just the two opening notes i'll talk more about the music in a second it's it, that's enough to like set me off a little bit i love it this is where you were watching it originally like oh no uh oh feelings uh, it's happening to me oh god it could happen to you <laughs> uh meanwhile chino wants to kill tony uh, the sharks don't want him to because i i this is part that i'm kind of lost on in this version like 
do they also have the like there's too much violence that's not worth it is that kind of what they're coming with the way that i read it at least this time around was like they are scared and Ooh. they like bernardo is a boxer like he's a violent person in this and he's his first reaction is to kill or maim or hurt people and i think yeah. they're kind of like well, we saw this coming a little bit. <laughs> it's fucking sucks that it went out that way, but like their their thing is like he died a hero and like yeah. uh, you know that's that's for Bernardo to do is to suffer and die for the cause. We don't have to do right, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Chino's like, "No, let's fuck them <laughs> let's up." Let's do it. Like, oh, I didn't actually mean for anyone else to die. Like that's that's kind of how it comes okay. across to me. I I just get a little lost and like, "Oh, the emotion at play is enough for me. Like, okay, hand wave away. Totally. Yep. Yes. Um, meanwhile, uh, Anita argues with Maria about the whole murder thing because she catches <laughs> her and Tony together. And uh, this is where we get a boy like that. This one is sung live. These two singing ah, at each other. Ah, great. Which, okay. that's one that like I can also feel. And I just remembered Rachel Ziegler's vibrato throat going like, yeah okay I remember that one. <laughs> all right oh god that's really hard i mean you know acting but mm. trying to sing while crying oh must my god. be like talk about tearing open your vocal cords like that's <laughs> she earned that fucking oscar yeah yeah she did god she's so good uh <laughs> <laughs> And then we get the, this is the classic Romeo and Juliet thing. Let's abridge the third act and just get to the end. Let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, kind of. So I'll skip over most of the contrivances that take us there. But the end result is Anita tells past Anita, Rita Moreno, <laughs> yeah. uh, that Chino killed Maria. and uh, to, to For like revenge, essentially. Yeah. Right? Because the white boys were awful white boys to order. Yes. Um, and... Tony takes that knowledge, runs into the street, wants to die, gets gets killed as he sees Maria, yeah. and he dies with a smile on his face, and she is angry and wants to kill some guys, but then doesn't. Then uh, becomes too sad. Yeah, she berates them for all of the senseless violence. The gangs carry off uh, Tony's body together, and we get the really intensely bizarre, but I love it, uh, musical ending. <laughs> Yeah. I'm excited to think to hear what you think is bizarre about it. Oh, I this is before Getting we get to the music part. I just yeah. want to check in with you. Do you have any like other thoughts about the '61 version compared to this? Because that's what I know most oh, people, I mean, including us, know. Yeah. yeah, not particularly. I think this does a lot better job of like a making them teens, like mm. believable teens, like you said. Big time. And it it does a lot better job of like I don't know. I have a hard time watching. Or connecting with media that's, like, f clearly aimed at teens in that very, like, every emotion is the biggest emotion you've ever felt yeah. way. I'm like, okay, that goes away. So, like, don't <laughs> worry. You know, so I can, it, it can sometimes be hard for me to connect with that. But I, it kind of gets you in, in this one. And I, in, the, in the previous one, it's like you are watching a play or a story yeah, about yeah. someone. I know? think it's because Spielberg does such a good job of undermining that it, the teen thing is the only thing like that that like the big cop speech about like you know that this place is fucking nothing right right like, yeah there's all this that stuff almost to... makes you dig your heels in more like no well it is it, it is there yeah it makes you be like no these teens are right yeah 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 <laughs> like i think that is part of it i think yeah. that's one of the reasons it works so much better yeah yeah and it, it does it there's a very clear element in this one as compared to the other one again to me mm. of this is not like this is a society but 
it's very clear what the like structurally what the the problems are and how uh, how yeah. trapped they feel and and like trapped and exposed at the same time you know yeah. all and of the these problem buildings is Lincoln are, Center yeah <laughs> the problem as always <laughs> is the fucking mess <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry Lenny um, yeah I I think it does again Spielberg is such a good like just visual storyteller mm. oh my god but yeah. the the crumbling buildings and like the more the the farther into the story you get, the worse everything looks. Like the mm. more everything starts to fall away, and like you you just have fewer and fewer choices over the course of the movie. Yeah, and that um, that really comes across in this one in a way where it doesn't necessarily in the other one. Yeah, I feel like the other one is very much like yeah, we just moved the stage play and put it on. Mm-hmm. Like they actually shot the original one in the neighborhood and all of that. Well, right, it was yes. kind of so like yeah. it's weirdly. I was reading somebody's review on, on this movie and saying that, like, the 61 version feels so, like, artificial and in that musical stage play way, even though it's taking place in the exact spot. Yeah. <laughs> and that the new one is a recreation of all that stuff, but it feels more real, even though nothing is real. It's such a weird... Well, it's the very yeah. classic, like, American thing of, like, remember how good things were in <laughs> the past, you know? Uh, and that, that tendency to, like, romanticize. And that's mm. what's kind of happening to the, the gangs is, like, well, things used to be good until, like, the yeah. Puerto Ricans moved in. Like, <laughs> no, actually, things were shit. Yeah, they Do say that remember? on the heels of saying, after we crushed this gang and that gang and yeah. this gang and that gang. <laughs> and then things were good for, like, two and a half minutes. Yeah. And... Oh, it's our turn. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leopards eating my yeah, face? That's... You know? That's exactly it's it. Very, yeah. Uh, and I feel like, yeah, this one does a lot better job of, like, making it clear that the teens feel actively threatened. Like, they feel very defensive yeah. and, like, spiky, and, and so it all flows naturally from that. Yeah, it just is a much more natural feeling one. I think that's yeah. the ultimate. Because I was thinking about, like, ooh, do I prefer one more than the other? And we haven't revisited the original one since watching this, so it's hard to, yeah, hard to say. But yeah. I think I might like this one more. I'm not sure. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a? I don't know that I do. I I'm not like incredibly. I I don't. I heard about this remake and I was like, okay, all right, <laughs> good good for Steven. You know, <laughs> do what you want to do, yep. boy. But um, yeah, I'm I'm glad they made it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It lets somebody else discover Leonard Bernstein's score, which is exactly which is all we can ask yep. for. Yeah, and it, to me, it is the reason this movie should exist. Like, period. <laughs> Uh, one thing that's nice um, about uh, the remake of it is that everything was re-recorded, so yes. you have like high fidelity recordings of the score, which is very nice. Yes, thank God. With yeah. a few like some rearrangement by uh, David Newman, I, I believe is the guy who did the rearranging. Sure. Um, but and it's things like they made Mambo much longer uh, and stuff like yes. that. Yes, but very little actual modification to stuff, which is nice. I yeah. like that. The music speaks for itself. It does. In my humble opinion. And speaking of the music, let's speak about it. Let's not let the music speak for itself. (laughs) What I just said, scratch that. I'll put words in the clarinet's mouth. (laughs) That's the most one that looks like a mouth to me. Disgusting. (laughs) Please tell me your filthy facts. Uh, So yeah, for those that might not know, Leonard Bernstein was a big-assed deal in classical music uh, through the period in which... West Side Story takes place. Yeah. Uh, composer and conductor and just a big important guy. 
Lenny, we love him. Lenny. Um, Very notably, too, he was one of the only conductors that orchestras didn't fucking hate. Yes. Like, they called him Lenny, and, like, it was very, like, the New York film was like, he's ours, he's our Lenny. Like, and that's not, you can't say that Mm -mm. for a lot of conductors. No. Even if they're very good, and people, like, really, there will usually be some level of resentment from, like, active insubordination dialed through, like, you know, whispered comments in the back. Like yes. that's that's generally what you're operating on. Not Lenny. Not Lenny. Everybody everybody seemed to have loved him. Mm-hmm. Um, but in uh, writing the original score, he was also writing a famous opera of his at the time, Candide. Mm. So he was writing them simultaneously, which I think is neat. If you like the music in this, go like listen to the overture of Candide. Just yeah, it's YouTube fun. again. Candide Overture. It's it sounds like it's from West Side Story. Yes. Um, Very jazzy. Yes, it is. To the point of literally some songs in West Side Story are from Candide that he just swapped out because nice. they needed more songs from West Side Story. Do that. <laughs> uh, one Hand, One Heart and G Officer Krupke are both originally written for Candide. And nice. then this came out first. So they're like, okay, I'll move these into that and I'll write something new for Candide. Whatever. <laughs> um, which is very funny to me. Yes. Uh the working with Sondheim and the the book writers and everything, they wanted it to be a musical, but Bernstein is classical music tradition. He's like, no, I want to write an opera or an operetta at the very least. Right. Um, and they're like, no, just just write a musical, dude. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, and jokes on them. He just wrote an operetta, and they didn't yeah. notice. <laughs> <laughs> There's very little actual difference if you really want to get technical. Very little. The only th- like I was trying to define this, and I want to see if you agree with this, J- just because I like knowing because he he it's written down like he intended. I'm just writing an opera, and they'll right. do what they want with it. Yeah. Um, Musicals are typically written as individual songs that might have some stuff in common, but they're sure. meant to exist on their own. Sure. Okay. Whereas um, the musical material here is written to be derived from specific motifs, and that's the like. Yeah. There's a, like a grounding to it that has. Yeah, they're all coming from the same source. Yeah. 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 So that's what I think of it as. Uh, so I wanted to tell you all about the two main motifs that he had in mind when he wrote this. Yes, please do. Uh, so the first one that doesn't pop up a lot, but is very impactful when it does to me, is um, Somewhere. Just the opening of Somewhere pops sure. up a few times at really pivotal moments. Yeah. So uh, here's what I'm talking about. Like I did with, uh, if you've listened to our Lord of the Rings Two Towers episode, uh, we did some music stuff in there. So here is Rita Moreno singing some of Somewhere. Okay. There's a place for us Somewhere a place for us Peace and quiet and open air So it's the first two notes in there that that's uh I'll get a little music technical, technical for a second that's a minor seventh that's uh going to come back a little bit later but that's just that's the distance between those first two notes yep. that is used a bunch in the score just to like evoke some stuff it pops up three really super mega very obvious times for specific reasons one of them is that song sure. uh <laughs> and i'll mention the other two's in a second but the main thing i wanted to talk about is tritones <laughs> the use of tritone in here Your aka diobalus in musica <laughs> It's so dramatic. A an interval that was literally illegal to perform in churches during the Middle Ages because of how diabolical it sounds. Um, and there are like physical, like physics reasons that yeah. it sounds the way it does. And I think people just 
took that and were like, oh, it's the devil. Yeah. It's literally Satan. It makes my ears feel weird. Yeah. It's the devil doing it. <laughs> Just shaking my inner ear. The devil hates me personally. The I'm devil very special. Playing my ear like a bongo drum. <laughs> Tiny Satan. Anyway, yeah. If you're used to listening to Western music, and that's just like, that's everything from like pop music to classical music. When I say Western music, I mean like non-Asian and uh, uh, based. Uh, sure. When you hear it, we're so used to hearing it in such a way that your brain wants it to resolve a certain way. That's just right. reflexive. Again, physics, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It just wants, because it sounds bad. It sounds... <laughs> it's not that it sounds bad. It's that it, it literally, the sound waves it puts out mm. are clashing with each other yeah. in such a way that your brain knows where they should go to resolve or to like like relieve that tension mm -hmm. and that's what a lot of western music is based on is like the gathering and release of tension for yeah. those physics reasons so it doesn't sound bad but it does sound like it needs to go somewhere yeah it sounds upsetting it dissonant it's it's just very like okay i can't live in this space i yeah. do not like that <laughs> uh so if you want to know what a tritone sounds like it is the very first thing that you hear in the prologue oh yeah So that is, even if you don't know a damn thing about music, all humans are pattern recognizer brains. That's what we all are. Yes. So the prologue is literally just tritone after tritone after tritone after tritone. And if you don't get it, here's Bernstein helping you out. Literally... The loudest thing. I will just make it so loud so that everyone understands what I'm doing here. It's really funny, too, because normally if you're building to a note, it's going to be the resolution note. But this yeah. is like, just kidding, the worst possible thing to land on. So what he does with the prologue there, you get, yeah, the worst possible thing to land on, and it just hangs there, and you don't like it. And then he starts putting it into melodic lines so that your pattern brain is like, oh, this is that same sound. So here's the first, like, melodic bit with it. Those last two notes of the saxophone, that's a tritone going mm -hmm. down. And that is from Cool. That's the same thing that happens to Cool and becomes the Jets song. And it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, and it's a very bite-sized thing. You can use it in multiple ways. Like, mm -hmm. it's modular. It's, so it is everywhere. Everywhere. And, like, mileage will vary. But it feels, every time, at least to me, it feels really ominous. And it's like, yeah, it does have to go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, lol, somewhere. <laughs> I actually wrote that down uh, and I caught myself on oh guard no. I'm a loser. That's great. You just got a huge smile on your face. Uh, but the point that I'm going to make here is that the first like four or five songs are all unresolved tritones after unresolved tritones mm. after unresolved tritones. Just building tension, building tension. Yeah. So let's listen to like the Jet song. This is just from the first couple seconds. You're never alone. You're never disconnected. That's literally the sax what the saxophone just played. Yeah. And it's just that same line over and over, all over the place. Even in Something's Coming, there's a lot of tritones in there that are disguised to be a little bit more palatable uh, <laughs> from Tony. I won't play all the tritone stuff because I would just play the entire score. The dance music is full of tritones. Not at mm. first. At first, it's just raunchy jazz, which does have tritones in it. Yeah. Um, but the tritones start popping out as the gangs start to bump into each other. Literally, there's like a tritone sting when they bump shoulders. 
the Mambo is all tritones, and then as the gangs start to separate, the Mambo becomes like, there's this moment as the Mambo is like fading out, that it stops being really crunchy and just starts being like, oh, this is just pleasant It's music, just grooving, whatever. yeah. And that's when the gangs separate, they're no longer together. The point I'm making here and that Bernstein wanted to make is that, you know, gang violence is a lot like a tritone. You have to do something to resolve it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's a really good representative thing of, you even said, like, the choreography is done in such a way to, like, play up, oh, here's these kids who have all this energy that they can't, like, put somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is just the musical representation of that. And, like... Yep. It sounds very obvious when I'm saying it, but part of the reason you don't see tritones everywhere is that they're very hard to write in a way that's interesting, palatable, Compati- melodic. Yeah, compatible yeah. with like Western notions of melody and orchestration. Yeah. And if it was just that, it'd be like, oh, neat, tritones. But there is resolution of tritones. One set of characters figures it out. They figure out how to do it, and it's... Tony Maria. Oh, okay. The first time we have a like fully resolved properly tritone Maria, is Maria, Maria. I've just met a girl that Maria that he gets. That's uh, the first time we have a tritone resolving what in like theory class you would say is proper. Right. Um, so it, it's going nice. to where your ear wants to hear it. Yes, you you feel relief when that hits. Yes. And he gets a lot of that. He does a lot of that going through. And again, I'm not going to play tons and tons of stuff, but anytime they're together and tritone stuff happens, it resolves. Anytime they're apart and tritone stuff happens, it doesn't resolve. Aw, really? For the most part, yeah. That's great. There's things like one hand, one heart opens in one key, and before they start singing, it modulates a tritone to another key, which is very comfortable and feels right but the voice leading to get there feels almost wrong Mm, yeah that song routinely i'm like i don't remember how the tune goes and it because it's because it is so weird and it takes unusual steps yeah and to hammer home the point of oh this is like the solution to uh (laughs) if you want to be as specific as racial intolerance or let's just say (laughs) violence in general is to find a way to love one another is that um the first time we hear somewhere uh, is between Tony and Maria right? at right, the right. end of Tonight. Yeah, the balcony uh, stuff. The balcony stuff. So this is right at the very end of Act 1. Here's the end of their duet. Tonight. So it's in the bassoon that's happening under them singing Tonight. You get the bass line plays the opening of Somewhere. Oh, yes, it does. Okay, okay, yeah. right. So it pops up there, it obviously pops up in somewhere, and then it pops up at the very end. And obviously, loads and loads of stuff happens in between uh, here. <laughs> Most of it, in fact. Most of it's very bad. Yeah, I just love that, like, nice. whenever they're together, it works properly. Whenever they're yeah. apart, and, like, cool is, like I said, it's the first thing that Bernstein wrote. Right. And it's very much on purpose. Here is the idea of violence not resolving all this stuff. Yeah. Um, Turmoil. Yeah, big time. Oh, that's awesome. The way that this whole score ends, it's very unsatisfying. Uh, the really open-endedness, and like obviously on purpose, you're questioning, it's it's supposed to feel bad. Like Yeah, a bunch of people die. Yeah. It's not a good ending. Uh, the way that Mr. Bernstein communicates this, and this one is hard to hear, so I'll, 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 oh, yes, right. I'll break it down after, after we hear it, but this is the very... A portion of the very ending as they're taking Tony's body away. Tonight. 
So obviously you've got somewhere happening in there with a very ominous bass note. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the last harmony that, so you've got somewhere, you know, obviously we all want to get past this racial violence and uh, racism and go somewhere. That's nice. But the music that's happening there, the last two chords that ba-da and the bass notes oh. underneath, there's a seventh happening, which that minor seventh, that's the opening of somewhere. So very nice. Tie that together. Sure. But the, the instruments that are harder to hear that are doing the harmony are all putting the bass note uh, uh, establishing a tritone above the bass note. So there's this like, oh. oh, yeah, we want the better thing, but we're stuck in this thing right now. This bedrock thing is that like nothing got resolved. Yeah, yeah. and we are like, it, it's it doesn't feel good to say, but like this is, you gotta face reality. This is what it is. Like, I would love to know Bernstein's thought of what the idea is here, but it yeah. just, the like really questioning ending very open-ended it just yeah i would love to know what he's exactly wanting to evoke because it just yeah. it's great at like whatever it evokes is correct to you <laughs> yeah. but yeah. yeah yeah oh man i didn't realize that i it's a very funny like it's a device that gets used in a lot of other places um the only real big one that's coming to mind right now is um zarathustra where there's two sets of like two keys that you can be oh, playing yeah. and yeah. one of them is meant to represent like nature and the harmony and one is meant to represent like man and machine yeah and they clash like horribly like it hurt you know it, the the sound waves again literally this physics thing the sound waves do not meld yeah so it sounds out of tune it sounds bad it sounds like it causes tension mm-hmm. um and this is this is kind of that where they're like right at the end there's this like wait, this hasn't been resolved. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Don't like, go anywhere. Like, you can't just wander off. <laughs> each of those bada figures feels like, ah, a nice resolution of the base note of, no, wrong. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, uh, if Zarathustra sounds familiar or not, that's the opening of 2001 A Space Odyssey, that yeah. big bum, 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 bum. Yeah. That's the first, you know, minute of a 30-minute piece. So, yeah, the piece is quite good. But yeah. it, that, that first opening key is... Nature, nature and the natural yeah. world and the universe and then man comes in and fucks it up fucks it all up <laughs> that's so great no now that i think of it again playing it one million times i'm <laughs> i'm playing the the bottom note and yep. i yeah the key that you're in that nice floaty flute thing the note that the basses have to play is a tritone from that f- the key yeah that they're in yep oh Mwah! yeah it is just so Marvelous. I love this score so much. It's, it's so, good. so great. I really wish there was more Bernstein music Musicals. in general. Or yeah. uh, he's got On the Waterfront, his other big movie. But yeah, <laughs> which is very funny to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just wish there was more of it because he's so good at it. I, it's such a specific voice that doesn't exist anywhere else and i love it so much yeah it's a it's a very like he the reason he's famous well not the reason but the the way that he sort of started his career was the conductor at the time like he was either the assistant conductor or like literally just the librarian like he brought the music he he organized parts for the orchestra and the conductor had the flu that day it's like a fucking disney original movie where the conductor had the flu and they were like leonard you're our only hope and he was like i I know which end of the stick to hold like (laughs) you know and he was just so good that they were like yes this guy lenny turns out he was a genius yeah Yeah. and like you can trace back like john williams and like a lot of 100 
the majority of film music can be traced back to how he did music for the most part. Like how he how he wanted music to sound more than sure. how it's actually written. Yeah. It's just, yeah, he's he's a big granddaddy of a lot of yeah. ideas. And I think that's that works so well on screen. Like it's mm. yeah, it's a great stage musical, but it also translates so well to the screen. Yeah, he wrote a lot of um Oh, no, maybe only two. He wrote two suites of this music just to be used as, like, concert performances. And it really does, like, boil down to... You play one or two of those, and you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. All the material's exactly the same that he's building this off of. Yeah. It's it's really... Quite good. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Ah, I had no idea. I love that. <laughs> so yeah, the, the concert version that you play never has singers, right? Yeah. It's for orchestras to be able to do on their own. So that never really twigged for me. Yeah. Oh. It rules. I love this so much. Somebody, yeah, hit, hit us up on social media so we can talk to you about West Side Story <laughs> and Bernstein. We will never stop talking about Leonard. <laughs> uh, and I've been switching between Bernstein and Bernstein, so that we're covered half the time no matter what. <laughs> I'll just, whenever we figure out which one it is, I'll chop out you saying the right one and then just paste it over it. Okay, here's clean here. versions of each. Thank you. Steen. Stein. That's not... <laughs> uh, uh, and so, to put, a, to put a cap on all this music talk, if you didn't understand half of what I said, that's fine. Uh, I It's been a long time since I've done musical analysis of stuff. I like If you want to talk about it, do hit me up on social media because I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> And it's the reason that I wanted to go to music school in the first place, is yeah, to go through go. these types of things. So, it, as as with almost everything, once you understand what like three, two or three terms mean, <laughs> what people are actually saying when they say that, yeah, the world opens up for you. Yeah, you know? the thing to remember with it is that it's used to be music theory exists to be descriptive of things that are happening, not yes. prescriptive of what should happen. Yes, so yeah. this was a, a big refrain of a composition teacher I had, was <laughs> like, the theory will always, always, always come after the, the writing. Yeah. In this exact case, Bernstein wrote Cool, and he's like, oh, there's some ideas here. I'll like pull this out and do other songs. Yeah. But it wasn't like, I'm going to make a tritone that's so diabolical. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, he probably was a little Maybe too. A little, yeah. <laughs> Little devil, devilish <laughs> writing. Uh, but yeah, I've gone on long enough now. Did you want to talk long about enough. our little musical survey questions? Oh, sure, yes. The the screen part of this screen <laughs> sensation. Yes. Yes. Okay, so I you've said like five different songs, so I'm curious, at the end of this episode, what do you think your favorite song actually is? But the first thing I wrote down is, I don't know. <laughs> That's legit. That's um, perfectly fair. But no, I, the thing that sticks with me the most, and it's funny because it's the least associated with any of the big musical ideas in this, mm. is America. I yeah, just, right. It's so goddamn catchy. It's so catchy. It is just about bagging on the U.S., which is always a great <laughs> hobby of mine. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Bagging on the idea of like America as the the land of opportunity yeah. specifically. Yeah, that the American dream is real made up yeah. and isn't real. <laughs> I I think mine has to be that just because it's so fucking catchy and it's still got the clever little musical things in it. Yeah. Um and and this iteration of it specifically where they're literally just dancing and singing around cardboard cutouts of fancy apartments yeah. is like yep this is all you get <laughs> there it is folks and the actual like dancing of it is also yes. great good, i love it good shit yeah. yeah yeah it's like for the dancing it's kind of tied with me for all the dance the the gym dance sure. stuff um but obviously 
the song is so great. So it's just, it bumps that up a notch. But like a very close second is somewhere for just devastating me every time. It's very good. Yeah. My close second, I think, is going to be Mambo because it's Mm -hmm. the only time I've ever been able to yell something while on stage. So I I approve of that. (laughs) It's fun to yell. More. (laughs) Just like an imperative command. You must. (laughs) Mambo. Mambo now. What uh, song do you think you could perform? (laughs) I also struggle with this a lot because... (laughs) They're all so hard. They're all... so hard. This is another thing that, like, talking about tritones, tritones are mm. one of the hardest things to sing because your brain doesn't want to. There's literally, like... It's hard to switch your throat between two notes that are that relationship. Yeah, it's it's literally, like, the, the most different two notes can be. Yeah, so, <laughs> physically. Ah, it's, yeah, incredibly difficult. Everybody does an amazing job in this. Yeah. Um, the other dimension of that is that I've played the music of West Side Story mm. so many times. So many times. <laughs> Uh, never well because it's so hard. Uh, that like the, but like if I tried to sing any of this, I, I'd be found dead in a ditch. Like West Side Story. You pass out three notes in. No gangland style. Oh. West Side Story is putting me down. Oh, it's on purpose. Yeah. I see. Yes. Yeah, so good. Officer Krupke. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I can do that. You put on a shitty accent and pretend to be the psychiatrist or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Do you have an actual answer? Um. <laughs> I feel like I feel pretty. I could do the backup singing for that. Mm, yeah. That's a very, like, you just have to be rhythmical and uh, and sway a little bit. Yep. Like I'm doing now. It's very hard <laughs> not to when you think about it. <laughs> well, it makes you feel pretty. There which you go. Which comes first, the swaying or the feeling pretty? Oh, that's so true. <laughs> the feeling pretty was inside you all along. Aw. Aw. That's nice. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> what is your favorite outfit? This one was actually easy for me. Oh. It's uh, Ariana DeBose's yellow dress in America. It's... Yes, a given. Yeah. So, like, beyond it just looking great, it is just a great dress to dance in. Like, all yes. the... All the petticoats, petticoats? and whatnot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the underskirts. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah. It doesn't hurt, I think, that it was in a lot of the promotional materials, so it's like the thing that's lodged <laughs> in my brain more than any of the rest. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, didn't, um, oh, I'm answering my own question of what musicals came out recently. Um, In the Heights came out before this, I think? I think so, yeah. By maybe a year or two, but I feel like some version of that dress was on the poster or or the like the header that you would flip past on Disney Plus all oh. the time. So in, in my head, those are the same. I know they're not. But I saw it everywhere, is all I'm trying to say. Yes, mm-hmm. very much present. <laughs> yeah. Is your answer the same? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah Your yeah. eyes lit up. When <laughs> <sighs> it's such a good outfit. And she just, like, kills the scene mm-hmm. and just, like, ah, this is the, yeah. And the Anita dress. I feel like the outfit suits her specifically so well. Totally, yeah. yeah. And I think Rita Moreno in the original has a similar, like, she gets to wear a really cool, like, dancing dress for this number. I believe. Or it transforms into that or something. Yeah, that sounds yeah. correct. Yeah. Man, it has been a while. Got to go back and watch yeah. that. <laughs> if only it wasn't nearly three hours long. I know. <laughs> I really I forget about that every time because the music, again, so good. Yep. But, um, And honestly, the casting, it feels a little impertinent to recast this thing that they just recast. Yeah, we'd be real Spielbergs if we tried to... <laughs> And far be it from me to be a Spielberg. Um, <laughs> Who do we think we are? Not Spielberg. <laughs> Not Steven. <laughs> so I don't, I, let's, you know, let's sail past that for sure. this for this episode. But I do want to hear your thoughts on, like, how do you think this recasting went? What did you like about it? Um, what did you dislike about it? I, uh, to quote another person again, this, to me, this movie is one El Gort short of a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> it's got one Elgort too many. One Elgort, yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. One Elgort over. Which, he's a shitty dude, we all know this now. Yeah. Um, that withstanding, it's also, he's hampered by, I mentioned already, Tony is such a, like, bland ass guy. He's just there to be a guy. It's the Romeo and Juliet thing, too, where Romeo is just some guy. Like, he's got (laughs) nothing going on. He is just... I have Uh, to assume he's supposed to be an audience stand-in. I guess. Like, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. I just don't like Tony as a character, and I also don't like Ansel Elgort as a person. Yeah. And these things combined uh, (laughs) make me not like him. But everybody else, everybody else is amazing. I love everybody else. Yeah. It has the the real support. I know we've talked about this before. It's got the supporting character disease of the supporting characters are the best thing by far about them. Like, Riff and Anita are just... The best far and away my favorites in this and they get more characterization and you get to know their kind of inner lives better and like the performances are outstanding and like wouldn't change that for a fucking second yeah perfect absolutely perfect bernardo also so great he doesn't get too much quite good to shine but when he shines he shines brightly uh bernardo in our hearts and i feel like maria has almost the same problem as tony and where it's just like you're you've got main character energy so yeah (laughs) but i do like Rachel Ziegler's very good. So. No, she's she's very very good. And like again, you're portraying a 14 year old or 15 year old. Well, she's 18 in this, so that it's not. Weird, <laughs> but like, you know, she's she's good at playing someone who has never had a real crush on a boy before. You know, um, she falls she falls hard, baby. Her brother literally dies of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just like yeah, maybe it is just Tony is is a bland sort of a character. Yeah. You don't learn about a lot about him as a person. I think the best this movie can do is like his backstory, which is yeah. not the same thing. And that that's one of the reasons I do think overall I probably like this version more than the original because I, if I'm watching the original, it's just to watch the songs. Like, yeah. that's why I'm watching it. <laughs> the choreography too, some of that. Yeah. This there's actually some stuff that isn't songs that yeah. I like. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I really do. I love the, I love all the recasting of like, you, they look like teenagers more mm. or less, and there is some real pathos there. And of course, Rita Moreno is perfect. So, yes. yes. No notes there. Nope. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. So overall, I mean, like, thumbs up. I'm not a, a theater kid, but I feel like if I were, this would, this would, you know, fill my heart. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Sweet. Well, uh, that's our last time we'll do a little musical survey Aww. this month. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. This is a musicals podcast. Man. <laughs> Suckers. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts on the West Side and uh, its story? And the story thereof? <laughs> no, I have said my piece on it. I think it's a great little work of reworking, yeah. you know? Yeah. Same. I like that it's a remake of a recontextualization. It's yes. fun. It all, it, it all more or less works for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's honestly with like putting something from the stage on the screen and also remaking it best you can do, really. <laughs> uh, so let's now talk about a double bill with this bad boy. Yes. Uh, would you like to take us away on this? Sure. So I know, you know, musicals are not for everybody or they're not for... People say, like, oh, I don't like musicals. Like, they're not my thing. I feel like, again, that's that's just like saying, oh, I don't like movies. They're not my thing. Like, yeah. there will be something out there that you like. There's many different kinds or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is a very classic one of you can 
most people know, like, there's a big flashy song that everyone knows a song or two. Um, there are real, like, ballady performances. There's real, like, clever wordplay ones. So this is a real, like, you could like 20 minutes out of this movie and, like, love it and mm-hmm. not like the rest or whatever. Yeah. But, you know. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, but I feel like if you if you do like this one, you know, musicalness notwithstanding, you're going to enjoy the sort of the story of it and the arc of, like, you know, these two kids are just, they're falling in love <laughs> and, like, all of the things that happened around them and that kind of stuff and, and just, like, well, it couldn't have turned out any other way, you mm-hmm. know, because you've got that, like, it's a story from the 1400s um, or it's a, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, so if you like this, um, but are like, oh, you know, musicals, I don't, I don't know. I think uh, a great one to pair with this, if this is sort of the, you know, popular, oh, it's a musical, I don't, I can't deal with musicals, or whatever <laughs> one, you would like uh, David Lean's 1945 noir romance, Brief Encounter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brief Encounter is about two grown people with lives of their own. Um, I think they're both married, even. At least one of them is. Yeah, for sure. And they just happen to, like, bump into each other a couple of times socially or whatever. Yeah, at the movies. Yeah, and then just like, oh, we're waiting for the same train or whatever. And they fall in love because they get to know each other. And they're like, Mm. oh, no, this person's my soulmate. And, like, it makes me happy to see them happy. Yeah. Um, There's one scene in it where they're sitting down and, like, they don't really know yet. But this is the scene where they realize where he's talking about a project. Like, he's a professor of medicine, I think, at the local college. And he's talking about this project that's, like, a little technical and a little, like, you know, it's it's in his field and he's talking about his field. But with this, like, energy and passion and and she's looking at him and you can see her being like, this is the perfect human being Mm. for me. Like, I'm so excited to see him happy. And then he realizes, like, oh, I've been I've been chattering. You don't care about this. And she's like, no, I do. And, like, he's like, oh, no, she does. Oh, no. He does care. (laughs) Someone's taking an interest. Oh, God. And it just has that really wonderful, like, yes, obviously these two are in another life, you know? Yeah. Somewhere as it were like and there the whole movie is told from her point of view she's talking to her husband but not really he's like they're sitting at uh, in front yeah. of the fireplace and she's monologuing in her own mind about like i wish i could you know i'm fond of you like i wish i could tell you about this wonderful thing that happened to me which is that i fell in love with someone and yeah. i like experienced that feeling again and she yeah she's in a marriage that like she is friends with her husband totally. but nothing more yeah which, which is, is like the majority of marriages i'm sure you oh, know yeah but i like there's something about that that like i know when we watched it for the first time i was like oh this is gonna be oh i need to get out of the stifling marriage like right. it is no. it's so much more crushing to see this like yes you know she doesn't want to hurt anybody but it's just i have needs ah yeah yeah and it's a real like well you know this life that i've built and our kids and stuff like but this this makes me happy but what does that mean in this very like should i trade my my community and my life that i've built for this one like passionate affair kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah and it's just great and it's just like a spectacular looking movie it's very like very noiry and black and white (laughs) but it's yeah it's great and David Lean is uh, a master. You love to see yeah. it. 
Uh, the Spielberg of, of his time. I'm just yeah, saying that. No, I'm, <laughs> you could say that and get away with it. Sure. No one's going to call me on it. <laughs> Fuck you. Fight me. That cattle rumble you. <laughs> oh, no. Now I know about rumbles. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Well, for me, I'm glad that you went the artistic route this, this time around, choosing yeah. something already to pair with it, because I went something very opposite. Treating, <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, Wes, this remake was a little passion project for Mr. Spielberg, and it feels totally. very like, damn the money. And uh, they damned the money, all right. Because uh, it flopped real hard. Did it? Oh, huge. Oh, no. It, like, compared to how much it costs to make? Or yeah, in general? Yeah, it's something like it made back 10% of its budget at the box office, or something like that. Uh, Given there's a pandemic going on. So well, I mean, sure, sure. It's hard yeah. to take any of this. It's a weird time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm pairing it with something that, like, if you don't like musicals, if you don't like that, like that really earnest, we're really channeling the the Romeo and Juliet, but you still want to watch something that's Romeo and Juliet, I recommend that you watch the martial arts extravaganza Romeo Must Die from the year two thousand, <laughs> starring Jet Li and Aaliyah. Oh my god! <laughs> and directed by a man whose name is very Polish. Uh, on yeah. it's and the version of Andrew in Polish on on Andre? Andre? Would it be? Yeah, Silent Sad, right? Yes. Yeah, Andre uh, Bartkowiak, who okay. directed Doom. I know you like Doom. Nice! I love Doom. <laughs> so, replace the 50s time capsule quality with a 2000s time capsule quality. <laughs> I was going to say, Jet Li and Aaliyah starring yeah. in a movie about the 2000s. That's just what that is. Replace white and Puerto Rican gangs with African American and Chinese gangs. Okay. And replace all the songs with a martial art fight. <laughs> Uh, and you've got Romeo Must Die. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's one of those, everybody oh. I feel like had these where like, well, maybe not everybody. We were a real poor household, so we got like six movies. It's like, okay, you're just going to watch those all over the time. And, over. and this was one of them. It came with our like VCR or whatever. Yes, <laughs> strong, like we're giving this out for $2 with your purchase uh, yeah. at HMV Energy. Yeah. Nice. So it's, uh, I, it's been so long since I've watched it, nice. but it's one of those things of, it's the first... This is so pathetic. It's the first version of Romeo and Juliet I think I saw. How is that pathetic? Uh, it just is what it is, baby. Just so weird. <laughs> Such a it's weird maybe one. maybe not a perfect entry in the canon, yeah. but sure. Like, may- maybe I had read, Ro- like, obviously I, everybody knows what Romeo and Juliet is, but I yeah. remember him like, wow, Romeo and Juliet kicks ass. <laughs> I love that one action scene in Romeo I, and Juliet. I love when he, they punch each other. Where like, he kicks what? through the fire and... <laughs> And then reading it in, like, the 10th grade, like, this sucks. What am I doing? <laughs> There's a cool sword fight. Fight. But, no, that's true. Uh, I'm also going nice. to do something that is unprecedented on the podcast. And I'm going to say, if you like the music of this a lot. Oh, sure. sure. I, and, like, the tone it captures and all that. You should listen to Prokof- uh, Prokofiev's Romeo and Juliet ballet. Yes. It rules. It's one totally. of my favorite pieces of music. It's, it's great. so great. It's like three hours long because it's a full ballet, but yeah. you can you can find the the truncated version out there. There's yeah. a suite. Yes, there's a suite again that like so an orchestra can perform it on their own kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's very movie music-y. Very. Like, it and sounds like, like a film set. Obviously, like Prokofiev wrote ballet, music, are, yeah. music as well. And yes. Yeah. If you've ever heard Peter and the Wolf, that's it's very much that kind of sound. Yeah. Yeah. Telling the story. Yeah, yeah totally. Cosign. <laughs> nice. Thank you so much for cosigning. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And here's where I ambush y'all. This wasn't a friggin' musical episode. This was the start of our next month's theme. This is <gasps> Summer of Spielberg, starting out with West Side Story. <laughs> I got your asses, the audience. <laughs> I guess suck it. Is that? <laughs> Please don't leave. <laughs> 
yeah, we're going to do a Spielberg run. Yeah. And we figured we could overlap. Yeah. And uh, we grew up on Spielberg movies real hard because it was what was in movie theaters. So uh, yeah. we're going to figure out what movies those are and we'll talk about them. <laughs> As with all, like, if you, I feel like Spielberg is one of those people, if you ask for the top three of any one person, there will be too much to choose from yeah. for any one person who grew up within a certain time frame. And like, so I we'll mean, try. love him or hate him, you do love him. Yeah. <laughs> you simply must love him. You're wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, we yeah. just figured he's the reason for the blockbuster season, so let's talk about some of his stuffs. Indeed. Considering we'll... we haven't talked about him at all before this on the podcast. Not really, yeah. no. Yeah, we will transport you back in time to the days of your local movie theater <laughs> on a Saturday in June. Where you're going in because it's air-conditioned. Yeah. Save me from the heat. <laughs> Save me, you say. And we will with Spielberg. Nice. Uh, yeah, so you can find us at Pod on Twitter. Uh talk to us about what you like about the music we want to talk about music or i do uh, <laughs> directed to nick uh, and uh, you can also find us at that same tag on instagram aaron where can people find you you can find me on twitter as well if they want at maclebase m-a-c-l-e-b-a-s-s and you can find me at dick r navis if you do want to get into heady music talk that makes sense to do that there too wherever you like i'll find you just yell about it yeah we'll know <laughs> just it's throwing up the bernstein signal and i'll be there <laughs> Uh, please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice. We would love for people to hear me talk about tritones. <laughs> we need to spread that devilish influence. We do, yeah. Get Satan in your ears. And uh, join us next time for another pile of garbage. Garbage.